Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, the show that promotes positive people. Tune in live on Mondays at 12 noon Eastern or listen live and 24-7 at www.wealthysistersradio.com. We know you will be inspired, empowered, and informed by the incredible women featured. And now it's showtime. Ladies and gentlemen, our host, entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hardman. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, by Wealthy Sisters Media Group, where you can visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at Wealthy Sisters, that's S-I-S-T-A-S, media.com. That's WealthySistersMedia.com. Here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, we proudly promote positive people, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to provide that inspiration and encouragement to you, our awesome listener, and that practical knowledge that you can apply right now to positively impact your business and life. And second, you know, we have to edify, promote, and acknowledge and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. Today is Monday, February 25th. Wow, this month has come to an end here. And it is our banner year. That's right, 2013. And as we've been celebrating all month, you know this is the month of love, right? And as I mentioned last week and the week before, if no one has told you I love you today, let me be the first to say I love you. And, you know, we appreciate you, our awesome audience. And if if you don't know already, we are here every week at the same time. That's right, Wealthy Sisters Radio. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So thank you again for spreading the word. Well, speaking of love, you know, today we have another great show for you. We're excited about wrapping up the month of love with the business of love today. That's right. We have none other than award-winning African-American matchmaker and published author, Miss Angela D. Coleman. I'm excited to have her on our show today. Her resume is quite extensive. She's a graduate uh, from Princeton University. She studied also at Duke University, received a master's from Phoenix. I mean, she is a dynamic individual, a very, very smart and savvy businesswoman, and you've heard her, I'm sure, on a lot of major networks across the country. So she is our very special guest today, and we're going to be talking about that business of love. So we're not going to hold her from you much longer, but before we move to our guest, just want to remind you, you can follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter under Wealthy Sisters. And did you know you can download this show and all our other great shows on iTunes. That's right. You can find us right there on iTunes under Wealthy Sisters. You can subscribe to us there, and it will automatically drop it right into your feed every week, our dynamic shows. And when you're on the Blog Talk Network, you can click right there and click on Follow, and that will send you a reminder about our shows as well. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to bring on our dynamic guest, Miss Angela D. Coleman. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Again, you're tuned in to Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you for joining us today. Having more money won't solve your problems, but being a trusted client of Visionary Financial Strategies will. Your help begins on the web by contacting vfstrategies.com. That's vfstrategies.com. Again, 410-929-4837. At Visionary Financial Strategies, every financial move must have a purpose. Visionary Financial Strategies. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placements. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Well, we are live here on Wealthy Sisters. Thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate all of our dynamic listeners. This is the show is getting packed out. 
We see you calling in. Want to say hello to you in the chat room there. Yes, today we're talking about the business of love. And yes, our very special guest is Ms. Angela D. Coleman. So if you haven't already, call everybody, textbook, Facebook, tweet them, everything. Let them know to dial in to 347-838-9278. That's right, we're here live. And I want to say a very, very special welcome to our guest today, Ms. Angela. Hello. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. How are you today? I am doing great, having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your show. It's just a wonderful concept, building wealth, building love. What else could be better? I'm telling you, it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> yes, yes, and I tell you, if um, everyone that logs on and can see your beautiful picture there and the, the background, the scenery, do you mind telling us where you are? Yes, I am based in the U.S. Virgin Islands on the beautiful island of St. John. Aha, so when we start talking about inspiration, I'm just telling everybody <laughs> they really know that you're in the right environment for that love and inspiration. So we definitely want to make sure they look you up uh, to talk more about that and your services. Of course, we'll be talking about that today in the show. But um, we always here on Wealthy Sisters, we always say that we're kind of nosy. We like to get a little background information. You know, we see these great recipes that we see of you today just kind of like to know what got you started on your journey and, you know, what made you decide to become a matchmaker? And, and we'll also talk about some of your other networks uh, as well today. But tell us where you grew up and how you got started. Okay. Well, I grew up um, in North New Jersey. Um, I grew up in um, a great environment, a very cultural, uh, loving household. And, um you know, slowly as I progress in life, I realized that there were certain things that um, were being perceived about me as a, as a woman of African descent, um, mm-hmm. as someone who maybe didn't quite fit in. I had a bit of a culture shock when I went to college. <laughs> I didn't fit in there <laughs> at an Ivy League institution. And uh, But you know what? I learned so much. I was The world opened up to me, and it was at that institution where I recognized the global significance of who I was and uh-huh. was able to connect um, intellectually, mentally, spiritually, you know, um, with other women in particular who, are, who really mentored me and helped me to kind of come into who I am. And um, as I still progress, you know, in life, you know, I, I think you, you educate yourself not just certainly formally with books and with schooling, but with experiences and exposure and we're very blessed and fortunate if we do have people who can help us along the way. And I found that, you know, um, the things I've had to learn firsthand, the hard way, why couldn't somebody have taught those things to me? <laughs> you know, why couldn't I learn that before I went to college? Right. You know, why couldn't I learn it before I was 20 years old? <laughs> right, Not right. Not that I was too late. It's better late than never. But there were things about um, black womanhood that would have been very helpful for me to know at a much earlier age. So I said to myself, let me stop researching this issue because I love research, I love writing, but I also love doing, and I feel more productive and fulfilling my purpose in life when I'm doing. And sorry about that noise, that's the, the barge. My my office faces, the backyard is basically a bunch of ships and passing through. <laughs> oh, my. Um, not not a lawnmower yeah. that we hear, but a ship. I love yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, there were so many things that I said, you know what, if I can just even share and maybe help one person, you know, in their journey toward womanhood or in their path, then that mm-hmm. that would be something that would be good. And um, I started off just thinking I would do this with girls first um, because I always was a mentor um, as I had been mentored um, to younger girls. And then it just really grew from there. I mean, there were so many parents who were just hungry for this information that welcomed the opportunity for their daughters to um, – learn this information in a, in a setting that was safe, it was affirming. Um, and that's part of the, the foundation also, just love in general. Mm-hmm. You know, self-love, love for others, mm-hmm. um, having a loving spirit, loving environment, increasing your love awareness. And I think that that is the foundation for, for building everything. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and it was Nikki Giovanni who said, you know, black love is black wealth. And I do believe that I believe that wholeheartedly, and mm-hmm. I embrace that. And I also know from personal experience that when you have love emanating from within you, but also you have it concretely in your life through your relationships and how you are able to bond and connect with other people, that you are more productive, that you are mm-hmm. more successful, that you are just happier. Mm-hmm. So um, as I progress, I haven't had issues with, with love and relationships, but of course I've learned a lot along the way. And um, when I said I don't have, I haven't had issues, I've always seemed to be able to maintain long-term um, positive, pre-positive relationships um, with men, so that to me wasn't wasn't a big issue. Um, but after doing almost 20 years of work, um, after founding Sisterhood Agenda, I realized that what what is most important to women nowadays, mm-hmm. or really the last 10 years, one of the most pressing things that kept coming up was relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what, <laughs> where the relationships are, having healthy relationships. So I focused the first you know, part of my life on, you know, female empowerment before female empowerment became a big term <laughs> like it is now. Right, Which is right, wonderful right. That, it, that it is now. And, you know, I'm, I'm the dinosaur who before the Internet, you know, came when the Internet first was introduced to, you know, mere mortals like myself and started to use it. And I did searches. When I typed in black women or black girls, all you saw was pornography. Mm. You know, and, and even now there's still a lot <laughs> clogging the search engines. Pornography is is still pretty pervasive. Um, But we have so much more. There's so many more organizations. There's so many more agencies. So much more work being done um, on all levels, you know, around the issue of self-love and and female empowerment, quote-unquote, whether it's economic, uh, social, cultural, um, even in terms of health outcomes and things like that. So that work is great. And, you know, I still continue to support that with my work with Sisterhood Agenda. Now that I did relocate to the Virgin Islands to make that organization um, to fulfill its global mission more concretely, um, because now we work with over 3,000 agencies in 34 countries that we support through resource sharing, disseminating educational materials like our Journey Toward Womanhood program, like our beautiful book, um, sharing information on our website, which now we've converted to a blog that has active dynamic content where we post, you know, interviews like today, your show, and other agencies that are doing important work. We just to enlighten and share that information um, with, with the world. And it, that's very exciting. But then at the same time, I said, well, we still need to take it to a personal level. That's kind of the macro level. Right. And I want to go more, more micro with it and investigate, you know, what really is going to make us happy, you know, besides obviously basic needs. You know, uh, in the U.S., unlike other countries, we have pretty much uh, many of our basic needs are are being met as far as food, shelter, and clothing. That doesn't mean we're fulfilled and happy. But when you look at what's happening with other women in other countries, this is a a world of opportunity that we live in 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 this state. Right. Um, so once we are able to, to do that, and a lot of us are doing this for ourselves, you know, um, either working for ourselves as an entrepreneur or working for a company um, and contributing to the economy and the economic growth, you know, we're still wondering, okay, but I'm not happy, you know, or you read these very dismal statistics about black men, which we know is real, um, but we also hear about, you know, uh, studies that say that black women are unattractive or, you know, you have shows being promoted, which, thank goodness, it didn't see the light of day, about, you know, babies, mamas, <laughs> and perpetuating very um, very deep um, historical stereotypes about black women. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and a lot of us are wondering, when I say us, a lot of sisters, colleagues, friends, et cetera, you know, what about my black family? What about my personal goals, my, my professional goals? But what about my personal goals of wanting to find a loving relationship with a black man? Do I have to give up on that? Mm-hmm. And I have found that um, if you listen to the media uh, about being bitter, about being unfulfilled, about, you know, there not being any good black men, you know, or BMWs, black men working, et cetera, right. then you will be, you will be unhappy. You will be unfulfilled. 
you will buy into that notion that, you know, there aren't that many good black men around, and then you're living in a, a sense of lack. You know, you're living in a, you, you know, whereas the world is abundant. Um, if you focus on lack or believe you don't have enough or there isn't enough to go around, you're going to accept less than what your standards are in a man because you feel like, well, he's better than something that's, you know, really bad. <laughs> uh, hello? Uh-huh, I'm here, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I heard a beep, it might have been my phone. Yeah. Um, or you might accept things that, you know, you know you're not happy with just because you think, right. well, I don't have that many choices, and you don't realize that you do have many choices. And what was very striking to me was that I would have these conversations with women, but I would also find that men are feeling the same way, that they mm-hmm. can't find a quote-unquote good black woman. Mm-hmm. And I said, now this is ridiculous. All these people are giving up on each other. <laughs> exactly. And they can't <laughs> find each what, other because uh-huh. they can't find each other. <laughs> right, so right. What I do now with African-American matchmaking is I help people find each other who are looking for um, loving, long-term, committed relationships. Mm-hmm. And in, in that in sense, that helps keep black love alive. Now, before we move further, because I do want to talk um, about that, the whole business aspect of um, being a matchmaker and want to talk about some of the differences that, you know, today we know there is a a large database or a lot of uh, online uh, resources. So we'll talk about the differences of that as well. But you said something in the beginning uh, when you talked about things that you learned uh, before once you went to college from your mentors, some of those things that you wish you could have known beforehand or if someone had shared that information with you uh, beforehand, you would have been able to, I guess, maybe have a better handle on things, I guess, there. So, But if you don't mind, because, you know, we, we have all ages that are tuned in. We have people that are listening worldwide. Just give us an example, maybe, of some of those practical things that maybe you can share with a younger person that might be listening today to the show. Sure. sure. Well, absolutely. Some of the information is historical figures or just more about my history. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need to know more, you know, about, you know, February is not just the month of love. It's supposed to be month in terms of cultural celebrations, Black History Month. But right. all we really hear about is, is Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks. Right. And we might hear a little bit about Malcolm X, and that's it. <laughs> and that's it. And you that's know what? <laughs> and none of them are female. Well, well, Rosa Parks is, obviously. But I'm saying right. as far as a champion for justice, you know, my, I'm named after Angela Davis. Right, hey, right. Hey, people. You know, we don't hear yes. as much about Angela Davis. Right. Just in terms of her work that she did in the, with the Civil Rights Movement. Or her movement, pro. We know her for the afro. That's it. Yeah. Right. Or her, you know, her sacrifices that she mm-hmm. made for this movement, you know, and what she mm-hmm. believes in for this mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. and for us, you know, as a people. But mm-hmm. um, that was just, that's one thing, history and heritage. Um, another certainly about, you know, certain writers and um, people who are um, writing about um our experiences from their core. So, I mean, just being exposed in terms of books, learning, reading, um, different people like Octavia Butler, you know, um, historical figures like Madam C.J. Walker, you know, mm-hmm. or um, Mary McLeod Bethune, you know, mm-hmm. as, what, as far as what inspired them. And, you know, if people really want to know what I didn't get, <laughs> what I feel like I didn't get that I think girls need to learn or that right. women need to learn. They right. can just look at the books, the books that I write, <laughs> because that's right. the purpose. Of, is cause, because a journey for a woman had literally has the things in it that I think I should have learned <laughs> when I was growing up that would have been really helpful for me. So right. etiquette, your know, social etiquette and public presentation, appropriate social behavior, you know, public right. speaking, you know, right. health and right. fitness, how to eat, how to keep your body fit. What is the per- you know from a holistic sense, not just kind of from a food pyramid approved by the government sense. You know, mm-hmm. but as far as how important is it to have clean air, you know, fresh water, you know, sunshine, move your body, fitness and movement, um, mm-hmm. those kind of things as well. Um, what foods did our ancestors eat and why? What foods mm-hmm. were healthy that our ancestors ate and why? How are we mm-hmm. eating today? Why are we eating the way we're eating today? So kind of right. putting some things in a social, economic, and cultural context so that one is not standing alone. 
Um, so self-esteem, self-love, affirmations, the power of affirmation, um, how we think about Africa, understanding the size of that continent, understanding the contributions that Africans have made to, to modern society today, understanding African spirituality and traditional behaviors, traditional religion, um, different cultures, etc., tribes and what they did, um, so that we don't buy into the media image of negating who we are and the roots of, of who we are. And we don't just see ourselves depicted as slaves in the history books because I do not think that that depiction by itself contributes to healthy self-esteem and positive self-concept. We need more than that. So um, those are just some of the, the, the kind of themes that, that resonate with a journey toward womanhood. And then with the Black Girls Guide, the first one was How to Be Like Michelle Obama, who I chose her because she's a she's a living, breathing historical figure. Many black girls see themselves in her and now can imagine themselves in places where they have never been before. And there are certain certainly things that she has done right, and that's regardless of your political affiliation or your belief of whether you really like Michelle Obama or not as a person, but as a figure. You know, what can she teach our young girls and how she is vicariously, she's mentoring all of these girls Right. Just by being who she is and doing the work that she's doing, so we, we need to say what is what is she doing? You know, let's call attention to it and how you can incorporate some of what she has done into your life to be successful as well. And then the second one was, of course, how to find and choose the right man. I wish somebody had taught me how to <laughs> find and choose the right man. <laughs> Luckily, I you know left on my own devices. I didn't do too badly, <laughs> but I don't think we should have to just be left to our own devices. <laughs> <laughs> right, it because, you know, there are other cultures you know? that actually that do, and I want to bring this in um, There's a great segue into your matchmaking piece there, but there are other cultures that do the matchmaking, as you know, um, like some of the right. Indian cultures. Um, not, I'm not talking about Indian Native culture. Americans, but Indian cultures, right. yeah, that, uh, that actually some use African those cultures, Asian cultures, Jewish yes. cultures. Yes. All yes. of them, sometimes from the time that the child is in the womb, they've already got a match set up, you know, at least two or three potential matches for that baby. Especially <laughs> when they find out the sex, it's like, okay, so-and-so has a, you know, is having a baby too, and such-and-such just had a, she's got a, you know, she just had a baby. and Because they want that child to be with another child who comes from what they would consider to be a good background or similar background. And that's why matchmaking was traditionally only reserved for very high-status or wealthy individuals because they wanted to retain their status and retain their wealth and not lose it as their children fall in love and marry whomever, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so, so they said, we need to help you with this process. And also by helping them with the matchmaking process, whether formally or informally, they're also teaching them what, constitutes a suitable partner for you? What what should you be looking for as you're getting older? You know, not the, the Disney cartoon and the romanticized notion of falling in love, which falling in love is literally you're out of control because you're falling. <laughs> you right. have no balance. Right. <laughs> and, you, and you have no self-control when you're falling right. in love. <laughs> you're you're you lost your mind. You'll do it. I love Obama. <laughs> right. But I love him. I'm in love. You basically lost your balance. Right. <laughs> <Call it. laughs> right, right. So I want you to be in love, but establishing that healthy foundation. And there are certainly things that we could be looking for that we that we need to know and our young girls need to know. Other than well, let's talk cute, about that. Cute. Let's talk about that because I know you have some of the points. Um, and well, I know we want them to get the book as well, How to Find and Choose the Right Man. But can you can you give us a little bit of uh, some of those things that, it, that, that relates to the whole matchmaking piece there that we should be looking for as opposed to the romanticized themes that we see, like you said, in the Disney mm-hmm. or, or what have you, that we all grew up with right. and still being right. perpetuated through what my daughter is watching today, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, standards, you know, mm-hmm. um, we we all have them, but you know, whether you're male or female, most people don't respect someone who doesn't have any standards. 
Mm-hmm. And what so is a standard? Because we hear that. We hear those terms used, mm-hmm. but what, how do you define standards? Standard is a level of quality. Mm. <laughs> I love it. So I love it. It's a level of quality, you, you, but you define it for yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It can be socially defined as uh-huh. in, you know, that's a, that's poor, that's a poor fit or that's um, – this pizza doesn't taste good. There's a certain standard <laughs> for that pizza, or there's a certain standard for that clothing. So your standard is basically it's socially defined, it's personally defined, but it is a level of quality that you have defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's specific. You know, it's specific. You can you can say what it is. Well, what makes the, this pizza not good quality? Well, the cheese isn't like this, and the sauce isn't like this, and the crust isn't like Because you've defined what quality pizza for you is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quality for you, just like with pizza or any other food, is not the same for everybody. Right. Because it is. It is specific and can be personally as well as socially defined. So your your standard is your quality and what makes you shy away from or reject all that is not good for you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how helpful the standard is, is that it also, besides defining what you want and what constitutes something good and positive, it also allows you to reject what doesn't qualify, which, what doesn't match up to the standard. Mm-hmm. 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 So it good. helps you to be selective. It helps you make better choices. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Because you're not just leaning towards just the emotional side of it, but you're using some reasoning. Is that is that a part of right, it? Right, like a set of rules that help you be more kind of pre- proactive. You know, like a mm-hmm. like a map to follow. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not losing yourself in love. You actually are, are looking at it more with a clear mind. And that's not saying that you don't have loving feelings, and that sometimes you don't have that euphoria that's so often associated with falling and being in love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the um, posts on our site, um, the African-American uh, matchmaking site is, you know, um, follow your heart, but don't leave your brain too far behind. <laughs> so, you want, <laughs> so you want to follow your heart, right. but you also want your brains to come along with you. You want to you <laughs> do that as well. Uh-huh. So that's what the standards help helps you to do. Yes, yes. So so let's say we have, you know, our show, we have a lot of professional women, like you mentioned, um, that I, I guess really inspired you to become uh, or develop your matchmaking service. What, you know, if they're coming to you, what should they expect? What type of uh, criteria, what type of experience in uh, how does this whole process work, I guess, because today, and, and maybe you can just kind of break down the difference between the online dating. Today there are so many websites, and we know you can log on and post profiles and all of that, but why would someone choose a matchmaker today? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think that matchmaking is the wave of the future because, Really, why wouldn't you choose a matchmaker if you had one that was affordable and that could <laughs> actually work on your behalf to help you find a loving, committed relationship with somebody? Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the, the biggest perks of having a matchmaker is that they're, they are an advocate for you. They're working for you. They're looking for you. And that looking right. involves screening, you know, so background checks, verifying that this person is who they say they are, that they're available for a relationship. All of that is part of what a matchmaker does for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, it's wonderful to have somebody do that. <laughs> um, the other thing is what a matchmaker can help you do is help you find out and figure out what it is you're really looking for and, above all, make an assessment as to whether or not that makes sense. So it's like an objective third party, like, you know, it could be your auntie or like your mother or like your sister who's who's your friend but not so close to you that they can't say, well, wait a minute. Um, you know, when you rate these things on a scale of 1 to 10, you want all these are 10s. You want somebody who's physically attractive and athletic and sensitive and caring, you know, and, and everything else, you know, and, and then also to look and see where they are in their lives. Um, because, you know, we're, our relationship is so different now. 
You know, you don't have that get married when you're young, have children, and stay together forever. Just like our, you know, our workforce has changed. You don't work for the same company anymore for 20 or 30 years. So people are more transient. We're more mobile. And we're in different phases of our lives. You know, sometimes every five or ten years, we're in a different phase in our lives. So the matchmaker takes that into account to say, okay, where are you now, you know, as far as career, children, personal growth? What what are your goals now that may be totally different from when they were 10 years ago, totally different from who you were um, when you first started that job or when you first started your career track? So a matchmaker can certainly help with that. And then, of course, the matchmaker does the, the hard work, which is doing all the, the searching and the screening. You know, mm-hmm. I, I find that it's, to, it's totally different than online dating because we, don't, we do not publish or post any profiles or pictures of our clients. Okay. You know, and our, our clients are members, are members of African American matchmaking. We respect their privacy. So number one is very private. And that's especially important for people who may work and interact in a social situation, like, you know, work for the public, work and be in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Have a very high profile job. You don't want to all of a sudden see have everybody see your profile. <laughs> On an exactly. online dating site, <laughs> you know, if you're oh girl, he's available. <laughs> right? Oh, she yeah. likes long walks on the beach, you know, or she likes this, and she likes to do this, and she prefers a man who's like this, you know. No, right. not everybody needs to know that. You know, it's right. very personal kind of decisions about who you are and what you like. Um, right. And then the online dating sites as well it can be very overwhelming. I mean, it's almost it's information overload. There's so many profiles and so many people, and it can be difficult. So what a matchmaker does is does that work for you? So that allows you now to focus on your work, your you know your career, your family, your school, or yourself. While we're doing that screening kind of for you, we're doing the searching for you, and that's honestly what a lot of this work is. It's a lot of research. Uh-huh. It's a lot of tenacity, gathering the information. Um, but it's also, I just think there's certain part of it that's not social science, although, you know, I like to use social science in terms of compatibility. There's also just a vibe or a sense that I get out of, you know, our members and what they're looking for and who they would like based on talking to them and getting to know them as people <laughs> who have needs and have, who desire certain things. And that's right. the thing that a computer or an online dating site cannot do for you. Because you got that personal that personal interaction with your that's client. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. I even and I will even help screen somebody you meet on your own and you might or you have questions or you know, um I communicate with my members on a regular basis. They might have a, a concern or an issue or even just a frustration based on something that just happened to them. And so I'm there for them in that way as well, just to be like, you know, um, it's okay. Let's let's recover, you know, and and that's okay because I'm, I've got this going on and I'm really hopeful about this person. And, you know, um, I'm looking out for their best interest. And it's nice to have somebody looking out for your best interest, especially when it comes to love, because we're not used to that. <laughs> we right, haven't right, that. right. And so <laughs> tell us, is it, is it, do, are there uh, monthly membership fees? How does, I mean, how does this work? You know, we have a lot of people I, I know that's tuned in and listening and wondering, well, how would I hire a matchmaker? I don't even know how to do this, you know. Right. Well, we had some maintenance done on our site yesterday. This is the business part, African American matchmaking, where I had trouble pulling up the site on Internet Explorer, but it came up in Firefox, and I don't know what's going on. I've been talking with tech support this morning, but okay. you can just look on African American Matchmaking dot com. Hopefully, it pulls up no problem now. Um, uh-huh. And and if it and if there is a problem, it should be resolved very soon. But um, you can always just. There are so many resources there for why hire a matchmaker, what is matchmaking, um, how to increase your love awareness. And, you know, this is you can, you can be a part of African-American matchmaking, you know, anonymously just by following the site and our posts and our articles that we're always posting information. And what we're doing with the visuals as well as with the information is increasing love awareness and, and really – 
focusing on love so that we can be in a loving spirit and be have a loving heart. And if that's what, what helps you to say, okay, I'm ready for a relationship now, that's great. But we don't see often these pictures of us embracing each other, of us <laughs> being families to each other, of us dating or laughing together, working out together, eating together, playing together. And it's sad that we are, don't even realize that we missed this, <laughs> that this is a void in our media right now. You know, it is. Yeah. And we don't see our loving us loving each other. So right. the fight is really about look at look at how we we love each other. Right. So, we, so one knowing that it's possible and that it's real, and that right. so you can see it and believe it is also really important part I think of of uh, being in a relationship and, and getting ready um, to be in a relationship or just being better if you're already in one. You know, um, to to say hey, you know. It is something special. It is something great. It is something tangible. It's there. It's, it's possible. It's real. And while nothing's perfect, you know, there are people who are having loving, healthy, committed relationships with each other that you don't hear about because they're not angrily typing on a computer, blogging, on, you know, <laughs> blogging <laughs> this and blogging that. <laughs> because people are happy in love. If you notice, when you're happy in love, you're doing your thing. You're going. You're right. doing the. You're going to the beaches. You're going out to eat. You're going to the plays. You know. You're traveling together. You're raising children together. You know. You're you're working and you're supporting each other. You don't have time to do all that other stuff. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Because you your energy is not there. Your energy is focused a lot differently. Exactly. Especially if you if you're focused and you're busy and you have a life and you have um a business you're running, you have family and all of that, you know, to take time away from anything else to for negativity is just no room for that. Especially right. um, when you bring in a relationship because you do want to focus that time on that. And yes, I the site, I'm on it now. Beautiful pictures okay, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the love and and uh relationships and um yeah, I see a lot of uh information that they can uh, go here. I see the top ten states with the highest African American population uh information here and then your book here uh is is also available here uh on the sites mm-hmm. as well and i know you've been featured on blackamericaweb.com and and some other uh great networks uh as well so can you give us some 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 success stories or maybe tell us some scenarios of um you know, someone calling you up and hiring you as a matchmaker, whether do you, is it like a six-month period that you look and search and then do you send them on a date? What I mean, how does that happen? Cause, how does this work? You know, right. Yeah, yeah, I can, we can look at it. There's so much stuff right, on TV. Say, what's going on? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> what we do, what, one thing I want to emphasize is that African-American matchmaking is an exclusive service. So we can be and we tend to be selective with our membership. Mm-hmm. So not everybody who wants to become a member or wants to get matchmaking services will become a member or get matchmaking services, and that's for a number of different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, the first and foremost is I need to believe that we can help you. Okay. Right. We can help you find a match. Um, <laughs> we're so brand new. We're so brand new that that we don't have success stories because we're just starting. Mm-hmm, and some mm-hmm. people ask us, well, how many marriages do you have? I said, well, you know, most people that we know want to um, first <laughs> date, date a little one bit. or two years first. Right, they right. want to date before they get married. <laughs> so, I mean, we should – look, the way that I'm working now, I go through all the research, I go through the searches, we, we develop a bunch of databases that we have um, mm-hmm. to match people. And then mm-hmm. when they – then – when we have potential matches, if they're not already members, we've got to screen them. So, I mean, this takes time, you know, so you have to go through the, it's a It requires a bit of patience, but it's all time and resources up on the front end because once you get what you want, you know, it's fine. So I'm at a point now where I'm screening matches for people who I'm just so excited about, wow. <laughs> who I'm just like, wow. oh, I can't wait, who I believe will be success stories. So just yes. stay tuned. <laughs> just stay yes, tuned. yes, yes, and, um, yes. So because, yes. That's the that's the purpose. Is that's why we're doing what we're doing is is to create success stories. So, 
Now, I know that um, you are just being inundated with the response. It's just been great, I know, because uh, you shared with me that you are hiring. You're looking for consultants. We are. Yes. We are Talk looking for that. consultants, absolutely. Well, we'd, we'd love to have some people join our team. You know, mm-hmm. um, we have a limited number of exciting part-time and full-time opportunities to consult with our, our members to help them find loving partners. And, I mean, we have a flexible scheduling and great salary, and we want someone who has a degree in the social sciences, like psychology, sociology, mm-hmm. communications, um, African-American studies is good as well. Um, but they can send that information to us. Um, they can send it to contact at africanamericanmatchmaking.com. And, look, you got the scoop on this because we haven't even put this up yet. <laughs> we haven't put it up anywhere. Well, you got this on our, our hiring. Yes, yes. Um, so you all need to get to that because she's all over Black America Web. She's been on the Tom Joyner <laughs> show, so she has a large network. So you want to consider yourself. Yeah, and we need help. Or, yeah, we yes. need people. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We need people who also believe in what we're doing and uh-huh. can assist us with the, with the process. And and you have mentioned the process. I don't want I, I want to come back to it just because yeah, uh, I don't think to I totally <laughs> answered your question about how does it work the membership fees et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a weekly membership fee. Okay. And and okay. you know all of that happens offline. You know again this isn't online. The the first point of contact is our website. You know but mm-hmm. then after that you know we're mostly talking um, telephone via Skype, and our members uh, once they become members. They join um, the African American Matchmaking National Registry, which then okay. that's where the personalized matchmaking services come in. But before they become members, they just all they have to do is click on the link that says "Get Started" at the top of AfricanAmericanMatchmaking.com. So okay. the information sends it to us. We follow okay. up with them, see if okay, maybe there's somebody that you know that makes sense, you know, for us to to invite them to become a member. And then if we feel like, you know, that information, based on that information, and don't take it personally. Right. Sometimes it's just about geography <laughs> and, and numbers. numbers. <laughs> so we might not be able to help you right now, and we might not invite you for membership right now. That doesn't mean we've forgotten about you. Um, right. But we tend to, we'll invite you then to become a member, and if you're, when you're invited to become a member, you have an application process um, and it's an interview. So okay. you just, you yeah, so we interview you, see what's going on. So again, these are the things that our consultants would be helping us with to interview and screen potential, you know, um African American matchmaking members um in the target market that we have. Um Okay. Where we're increasing, you know, members in our national registry. Okay, I love it. I see here that um, you've got the questions. If they go and click on that Get Started button, this, these are great questions here. Of course, you want the basics, the, the stats of their age and height and weight, <laughs> and then relationship status uh, <laughs> here. Hopefully, most of them say single, <laughs> and of course, they not married. But uh, here also, um, list those seven qualities that you would like in a partner, going back to those standards that you mentioned, and then, of course, education. And five words, list five words that describe you. What? Why did you put that there? Why is that important? Mm-hmm. Well, um, for a number of reasons. One, we want to get an idea of, of who they are. Mm-hmm. And who they are is obviously it's their self-description. You know, mm-hmm. we're relying on their self-description. But... Um, so we also want to know if if they are being what they seek, or are they looking for someone who's like them, or looking for someone who's not like them, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it's just a general sense of how they identify um, with the world, how they their identity, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if the first thing they put usually is that you know, I'm a Christian. That's probably that's probably the most important thing to them. That's fundamental, you know, to their identity of who they are. Some people are Christian, right. but will not you will not see Christian among the five words to describe yourself. <laughs> but they, but because it's not as central to their identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. some people they might say I'm outgoing, you know, or um, I'm caring, or um, compassionate, or I am um, career motivated, you know, um, or or what, whatever word I mean. And I, and it's important to see how they see themselves. 
And I think it's important that they think about what they really want to see in, in their partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's just a the really not even scratching the surface. Um, most of our members comment that the interview process, whether they became members or not, was extremely helpful for them in mm-hmm. in defining what they were looking for in a relationship and where they were in their lives and helping them to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then, and sometimes you do interview people who, who aren't sure, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And if they're not mm-hmm. sure of certain things and they don't know, um, I can't help you <laughs> to find your match if you don't know who you are, where you're going right now with your life. Right. You know? Right. So so we don't want to set each other up for failure because I don't want right. to fail and I don't want you to fail. Right. So I might say, Well I need you to think about those things. You know, and I need and I need to know what those things are. And if you haven't thought about them before, I need you to think about them now because those are relevant so that I can get a clear picture of who you are, your true authentic self, so that I can find a, a a good partner for you, not based on what you think you should say to me and what you think is good or positive or, you know, I don't have any judgment against my or members. Cliche, I right. really, really know what you, right. what you who you are and what you want <laughs> because right. otherwise I'm not going to be able to find it if you don't tell me. So, <laughs> right, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't need to gloss it over. I don't need you to pretty it up. I just need right. to know exactly what's going on. <laughs> where, where true. are you in your life? Exactly. So I can find that person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's so important that you put that there um, because a lot of times we do exercises um, in some of our workshops and people really don't, we don't know really who we are in a lot of cases because we are, we you know, we've been so busy with being busy that um, either we've lost our identity or we've never really been clear on our identity because, you know, maybe we're living the life that our parents wanted us to live or, or what have you or what society says we should live. So I think that is just so important. It's great that you put that on there um, for them to describe well, themselves. Well, I, think another, I think another very telling thing, interestingly enough, is mm-hmm. the time between they submit their information saying they're interested to when we contact them and are able to schedule them for an interview. I've had Mm -hmm. one person who I still haven't been able to schedule for an interview because she's been so busy, quote-unquote. I said, well, if you can't make the time for an interview, which takes between 45 and 50 minutes, then I know that you don't have the time to put into a relationship right now. Right. And that it's not your priority. And that's perfectly fine. Right. But that's right. That's what is, you're telling me when you're saying I don't have time. Or well, what can we make it at this time? You're trying to make me bend to, to her will and do it ten o'clock at, on a Saturday night, you know? <laughs> and I'm saying, well, we have all these other times available. I do work in the evenings. I can't take your interview. <laughs> right, time, you have to make it a priority. So you're and, telling and, them, and, right? You still be ready to, when they come to, to you. That's what she's I, saying, I y'all. You the hear? Same, yeah. <laughs> And the same amount of energy and time that you put into getting your degrees, whether it's uh-huh. a BA, a BS, a MD, a JD, or MBA, or whatever it is, and getting to where you are in your career, where you feel like you know you've accomplished a lot and you're successful, that same focus and energy and determination and time and sacrifice right. has to also be applied for other things you want in your life, including a personal. Loving, loving relationship. relationship with a man. Yes, yes, yes. Because I guess, I guess they probably kind of want you to just do it all, you know, for them uh, or do everything. And and this is going to make people actually think first of all who they are, and then it seems like to me it's going to make them really clarify what they what they really really want cuz i know sometimes we say we want one thing and we might think we want that but then on the surface that's really not what we want at that mm-hmm. time mhm right or if you watch um the few matchmaking shows that are on like millionaire matchmaker Yes, you notice okay. men don't do very much. She's trying to screen and find all of these women for these millionaire men, usually. Uh, I uh-huh. have a lot of issues with that show, but 
<laughs> one of the things you'll notice is the men don't have to do very much, and the reason they don't do very much is because they're millionaires. Okay. Right. <laughs> they literally right. just they're like, well, what do you what do you have for me? <laughs> and, and and you know it's. That's not even a realistic portrayal. <laughs> so you, you're saying, unless, come on, keep it TV. real. It's made for TV, yes. And I'm That's saying, right. you know, if you want to, and even those those women know they're going to have to do some work to maintain that relationship. She tells them, she tells the yes. men they need to do some work or to open their minds and to do other things. Those are the type of things that matchmakers do do is offer advice and say, you know, what I feel like you need is this type of person or I feel like mm-hmm. you need to open your mind and you keep choosing these men mm-hmm. that look like, you know, little b-boys on the street that are cute, but then you get concerned when they ask you to pay for dinner or borrow $50 to fix their car, you know, because <laughs> those are the type of men that, you know, you're choosing. Right, right, <laughs> so right. making it clear, kind of just making it obvious of, you know, the choices that we make. And sometimes we don't think that we can control who we choose. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why I wrote the book, How to Find and Choose the Right Man, is because wow. it's giving the power of choice back to yourself that mm-hmm. you can control what you're attracted to and whom you choose. And you have the power of choice. You don't mm-hmm. have to wait to be chosen. And you can control what you want and and learn. You sometimes relearn. You have to deprogram and reprogram yourself in order to make it happen. But the point is you have the power to do it. And if you say that you really want this, and sometimes it takes really, unfortunately, very bad experiences for people to get to the point where, you know what, I keep choosing that and now i got to change that pattern because it's not working. Mm-hmm. But then they realize I'm not, I've been, and to not be attracted to that anymore. It's like touching the hot stove, you know, with the child who sees it and it just looks so, ooh, it's fire or it's glowing. And I just mm-hmm. want to touch it. It just looks so interesting and cool. And they have to touch it first before they realize, oh, it's fire, it, it hurts, it burns, and it's mm-hmm. not good for me. Mm-hmm. And then they won't touch it anymore <laughs> after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Telling them don't touch it, don't touch it, and they have to touch it in order They've for got them to, to really understand right. that it's not for them. Right, you know? right. And so maybe they've gotten to the point where they understand it's not for you. Now you can look at what is for you, you know, what right. you do want. And that just sometimes also is a is a, a product of maturity. Mm-hmm. You know, I I do believe that because of how we live in modern society now, that the the men that we've chose earlier in our lives to marry and have children with aren't necessarily the ones that we would choose to have um, to be our lifetime partner when we're in our forties and fifties. Mm-hmm. You know, That's because an interesting statement. Why? Why you say people. that? Mm-hmm. So I sometimes you can literally be a, so different mm-hmm. from from when you where you were at that point in time, and um, some of it is um, <laughs> I know I hate to say it, but some of it might be biological for men and women that they want mm-hmm. to start a family and whom mm-hmm. they're dating at the time and they they're in love and why not mm-hmm. they didn't examine and go through the same process mm-hmm. of, of you know whether it's premarital counseling or marriage counseling of, of let's stay together and grow mm-hmm. together and mm-hmm. make our, your goals my goals and when you grow, I grow. And mm-hmm. we have separate identities and separate lives as well as our togetherness. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think we're always taught that, So, and that's one of the reasons why I think that is the case. You know, that's I think true. people can grow, outgrow each other. Mhm, mhm, and, it's and having that identity because the, yeah. the children need both parents. Yeah, um, but I mean, I, I, I just think that, and where you are again, mentally, where you are, spiritually, mm-hmm. just on your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, women are in a different place, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they they wouldn't have chosen that particular partner mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if they knew what they know now, kind of the wisdom of hindsight. Mm-hmm. But um. But it, it, but it, you know what? It doesn't matter because there's so many blended families nowadays. Right. And right. Uh, if everybody can get along, there's no reason for our children to be products of quote unquote single, you know, um, single heads of household, or single families. Right. Um, or single parents. And I want to clarify to the parents brothers. By everybody. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to clarify to the brothers that you're not saying that that you know maybe a woman today might not have chosen that same mate uh, today that they chose in yesterday. It's just it's not saying that that person is a bad person. It's just saying no, no, you're just talking about compatibility. No right. judgment. Yes, that's right. where they are in their lives. And that's, that's right. No judgment as to why they are where they are, whether they're right. in a good place or a bad place. Just right. just they're in a different place. Right. So right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's not right. Of everybody, I just think that's true of some people. Well, some people, right, right. And mm-hmm. I I um I really if you just tuned in, you're listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio, we have just a few minutes left and our special guest today is Miss Angela D. Coleman. She's with African American Matchmaking and I mean you are talking about some real, real good subjects, you know, and you're bringing up some issues that we don't often talk about, and it could almost be taboo, that last statement that you just made about, you know, and I love it. That's a statement, and, yes. you know, that's, but that's what my experiences have taught me and, and yes. what I know from whom I have interacted with. And, again, that's not a judgment on anybody or anything, and I'm not saying it's good or it's bad, but it's right. kind of, it's no different, I think, than just stating kind of where we are. Right, um, right, right. I say right. it's no different than these, I think saying there's a void in Black love media, as far right. as us being able to look at ourselves in loving relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be controversial for a lot of people who might who might dispute that and say, "Oh, there are plenty." You know, we see people in love. What about Beyonce and Jay Z? Right, okay, right, okay. right, right. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> yes, yes. We're looking at you know we and 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 don't get me wrong. It's always, uh, of course, we always, I guess, have the celebrity uh, lifestyle that people are attracted to. But when we talk about and the reason why we do our show is not just for that platform. Because that platform has that promotion. But, you know, our platform is to promote everyday people that are talented, that you don't have to be a celebrity uh, to be successful. And um, exactly what you're saying, we don't have that platform where you see, thank God for uh, President and Mrs. Obama, because we see There are are default, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You go they into have, a lot of homes and they have their black picture. Love couple. Yeah, they have and their that, picture. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, I tell you, this has just been great. We have maybe about 90 minutes left in the show, Angela. Please make sure you give out your contact information to everyone. And what closing remarks would you like to leave with our guest today? Well, um, just to live your life with love and, yeah. you know, positive energy and understanding your feminine principles as well as your feminine power, you know, and, and how that, along with the business sense, will take you very far. <laughs> you can contribute to the sisterhood, you know, yeah. and um, that's what I, I feel like I've done with my life um, and do what I can to um, share what what I've learned and put it in a, in a way um that that makes sense. You know, I consider myself to be a social entrepreneur, so I, I do believe that I help our community, but I use and apply traditional business practices often to do that. So um, I hope you all can check out, you know, um, Black Girl's Guide. You can look at blackgirlguide.com. That's where you can get um, the Michelle Obama book and also um, how to find and choose the right man. You can check out africanamericanmatchmaking.com. Um, and you can just look on the site, follow it, or you can um, get started. And if you're interested in becoming a member, we would love to have you. Um, and in addition to that, uh, Journey Toward Womanhood is on Black Girl Guide site as well. And uh, I'm also available to come and speak in different places. I'm doing a workshop um, for students at a university in North Carolina next month, and I welcome those type of opportunities if you have a women's group or um if you're working at a college or university, you're looking for somebody to do presentations and workshops, I'd be happy to do that. 
All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again. We're going to have to have you back on the show to talk more about um, this subject. It's just been fascinating, and certainly an hour is just not enough time to to really go into all the details about it. So, again, thank you so much, Angela, for coming on our show today. And I want to thank all of our guests for tuning in, our listeners for tuning in, and those of you who are downloading the show right now, thank you as well. We want to invite you to make sure you check us out next week and follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and you can get us on iTunes under Wealthy Sisters. Well, as always, we're wishing you and yours the best of everything great. See you next week. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters Radio. Thank you for joining us. Stay tuned for another positively impacting show next week. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Wealthy Sisters and on the web at WealthySistersRadio.com. The opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our hosts, staff, or partners of our Wealthy Sisters.